All right, it's episode 54 of the Hot Grits Podcast. I'm Travis Chadon, and with me as always is Spencer Maddox. Look, we're recovering from a bad loss Sunday at the bowling alley. We're going to recap it all with you guys. We're going to take responsibility. We're going to throw those hands up and own it, and we will get better from it. But today, long episode, must-listen episode. Hawks ceiling watch, obviously. We're going to have Carl DeMossi, uh, member of the Coach's Corner Sports Network, at the very end of the show. So stay tuned for that. Before then, Spencer and I will mix it up about a number of topics. But first, we'll start with the bowling catastrophe that was Sunday afternoon. Here we go for 54th time. My name is Van Johnson. I'm 67. Made up the city of Savannah. I'm pro go Let's go. That's all we needed. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, hits like me, just like me. Nah. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, hits like me, just like me. Nah. Nah. The most important bowling match of all time has come and gone, and unfortunately, right now, the day after. We're on the wrong side of history. Unfortunately. Somber tone. Somber, somber tone. I Un- feel like we've let we've let everyone down. We yeah, we have. I mean, there's no easy way to say it. We choked. Yeah. We choked I, up. I'm officially sick of bowling. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately we lost. Fortunately, we don't have to talk about bowling anymore. But we do have to recap like, it a little bit right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess congrats to those who will not be named the nineteenth hole, yeah. which we won't say their name yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, we won't say their name. Obviously. Um, we had a great time that, that video, uh, and live stream is available on the coach's corner Facebook page. If you want to go back and look, there are some notable moments. Um, if you watch it all the way through, you'll recognize some of these moments that I'm talking about. Uh, one time, one of the Herb brothers bowls a strike as they did very often Yeah, in the championship game against us. Uh, bowls a strike and then busts his ass. So incredible. And I just look at you, I go, yeah. And these guys, these guys, they're gonna they're gonna take us to the woodshed, dude. They took us out back, bro. Yeah. They took us out back, and they well, see, took, here's made the us thing. feel bad. You almost can't say that we choked because we were down 17 in the first matchup, going into the tenth frame against uh, the coach and the AD, yeah. Carl and Chad. And that we, was a back and forth affair. We both, I got a strike, and you got a spare, so we both pushed that to like a third, you know, a final frame, and we ended up winning by like 20. So we, yeah. I mean, we really like stepped up in the moment there. But in that championship game, man, they just hit strike after strike after. One of the guys had uh, a turkey, then an open frame, and then a double. The whole strike. bowling alley it was, was chanting turkey, turkey. It was incredible. Before he bowled. Yeah. Then he just walks up and throws the ugliest knuckleball down the middle of the lane, and the pins exploded. Yeah. It, they exploded like no, like a Nolan Ryan fastball. I'm confident, and I, I don't want to be this guy that talks turkey, shit after losing, turkey. and I don't want to be a bad loser. So credit them. They they won. They beat us. It wasn't us losing to them. They beat us. Hand up. Hand up. But I think nine out of ten times we win that championship game. Maybe not nine out of ten. Eight out of ten times. Most of the time. If we go out there and do what we you know we said yeah. we were going to do, we win that championship game. It, uh, it was unfortunate, man, and uh, – Let's go to the numbers quickly, though. Yeah, yeah. The the first match, which Spencer, look, I'm not again. Everyone that listens to this podcast knows how into charity and how into helping the kids, to helping the folks that yeah. need help. That's our that's our. We shtick. do this for the kids, dude. Everything we do is for the kids. Yeah. So one could argue, if you don't bowl a higher score in the first game, which is what the per pin sponsorships yeah, are yeah, for. Yeah. You're bowling your higher score in the second game where there's no per pin sponsors. Yeah, you're sandbagging. 
So we did it for the kids. I put up a 177, my guy. Yeah. That's the highest score I've ever posted. Yeah. Ever. That was impressive. Dude. Ever. I, I, you put up 177. I think I put up 134 in that first game. Yeah. Yeah. We was, had 311, which was pretty nice. Which was awesome. And all told, dude, we were able to raise thousands, like thousands of dollars. Listen, like there, John Henderson, not great at facing the camera. I thought Lawrence, producer Lawrence was gonna <laughs> was gonna kill him a few times. Yeah, uh, but I tell you what, he is great at is getting money to this organization, help save one of our own. Because like, I, I could not believe the like the numbers, and I don't want to say we'll say later in the week, like once yeah. we get official stuff. But like, it it impressed the hell out of me that the numbers that we raised and the numbers that. Coach's Corner and John Henderson yeah. and those guys uh, raised as well. Which I'm, I was already proud of this podcast just as a product, and like the fact that we've been able to do this and come this far. But I'm like even more proud that we did something that is undeniably like objectively good with our time. You know what I mean? Like we raised money for a really good cause, and thank you guys for that. That y'all made that possible. And that's objectively true, but I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't feel good about it at all no yeah too yeah, much yeah. care I mean, about we lost. It. i feel we lost. like a loser yeah um and look we let down everyone all we can say we're gonna self-evaluate now we let down with g fam uh, yeah we're gonna, we're gonna self-evaluate spencer is going to forget about that 99 i he am posted in the title game uh and we will move on from it that's what do, that's what the greats do dude shooters they miss their shot you know they might clank 10 in a row off the rim but it's out the memory just like that's out the memory for me and you know what else is out the memory for me trav no, what's that? Bowling. Just in general. Gone. Sick of bowling. Yep, done. I got lost there in the in the first round when I was in the midst of a spare and strike spree. An absolute heater. Bro. I turned around, and I think I was seriously like in a daze when I told you, there's a chance I could go on the professional bowling tour. <laughs> I looked at you like looking for confirmation, and you were just like, focus up. <laughs> I was locked I in. I go on the professional not. bowling tour. Man. Then I posted 114 the next game. I mean, how many times did I bowl a perfect ball and just one pin was left standing? Yeah. Like so many times. It was like three or four times. It, at some point, it just like wore me down mentally. Like I couldn't I couldn't keep picking up those bears. Yeah. Like, like I needed to knock down a strike every now and then. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. So we'll move on from bowling. But enough. We, we plan on doing um, something like this uh, with Putt-Putt in the summer, maybe like July. Uh, and then I think the plan is ping pong yeah. in the winter. So look. Also, if you need like any advice on like planning a bowling tournament or hyping up a bowling tournament, uh, we gave a master class over the past month. That's so, correct. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. That's how you do that. Uh, I do want to say, I'm going to put this out there in the universe. We have not heard from or spoken to Coach Mike Anthony. And it's early. It's only been 24 hours, but I'm worried about him. Like yeah. He was really invested in this. Uh, we let him down. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I don't know if he is uh, too mad to respond to my numerous phone calls and text yeah. messages begging for his forgiveness. I, I sent him a text. Yeah, I, yeah, I was upset. So he's he's, he's uh, MIA, so hopefully we hear from him later in the week. Um, I, mean, you know, I hope he didn't go making too many bets on us. I think he's running from the law. <laughs> you never know with Coach Anthony, man. Yeah, the odds on us weren't great anyways in terms of futures. So that was like – that probably wasn't the value bet. All right, you ready to move on? Yeah. No more bowling. Yeah. Um, well, I do want to shout out Will Boswell for coming by. Yeah, uh, thank shout you. Shout out to everyone that came by um, the actual lanes. Uh, 19th hole, rubbing and grubbing. My younger brother, Dees. Yeah, Chad and Carl. They brought a bunch of energy. Yep. Uh, and like I said, anytime there's a turkey chant, yep. I'm in. And congrats to those guys. We won't say their name. 
Yeah, congrats to the 19th hole. Those who shall not be named. Uh, LeBron James just won't, he won't stop it, Penny. This guy, every single time that I forget how much of a loser he is off the court. Yeah. Because of how great he is on the court. Yeah. He, he somehow, he, he tops his greatness on the court with his ludicrousy off the court. And I mean, <sighs> every t- the things he says, and I'm about <laughs> to say, listen, the things he says, I I actually agree with most of them. Yeah. The problem is that usually he's not. It's just the hubris, man. He takes it and goes to a different level as if, like, as if it, if he didn't make a big deal out of every single thing that's not basketball, he's somehow letting his people down or right. letting the fans down. So or letting, frame, frame this for the listener. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic European, comes out. Yeah, European soccer star comes out and says, well, he's asked about it. Yeah. He says, quote, referring to James, the Swede said, LeBron is phenomenal at what he's doing, but I just don't like when people have some kind of status that go and do politics at the same time. I, I guess he's not, not great with English. Yeah. Uh, the quote continues, Spencer, do what you're good at, do the category you do. That is the big first mistake people do when they become famous they get to a certain status just stay out of it end quote so and then lebron takes it he's asked about it and he starts answering and goes on for two minutes about you know how he's never going to stick to sports which is what ibrahimovic was saying was like basically stick to sports but he was talking about politics he said don't get into politics yeah lebron took it and was talking about race. Yeah. Things that I do think LeBron should be standing up for. And I do think the NBA players should be using their platform for. Politics, it's not... It's not. It's the, an entirely different thing. Right? So he didn't... Like, when Ibrahimovic said the word politics, he's not talking about one issue or, like, the LeBron should stop talking about this or that. Yeah. In general, right? Yeah. The, dude, the, the Fox News lady... She screwed everything up when she gave them that buzzword, shut up and dribble. She screwed everyone because now they have that defense. Any any athlete has that defense for the rest of their lives when they're told that they don't know what they're talking about. You, you know what I mean? Fox News lady and like, I don't even, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to ask who, like, I know what. You know, you know that clip know I'm talking about, right? you're talking about. Yeah, they're just all the same. Yeah, dude. I mean, she said that, and that's been played over and over and over again. And now they have that buzzword for the rest of their life, stick to sports. And it it has this extremely negative connotation, which sometimes, dude, stick to sports. Some of those dudes stick to sports. Yeah, Can you imagine if Marshawn Lynch comes out and he's got, like, this hardcore opinion on Joe Biden and, like, swings a vote? It's not we don't just, need that for Marshawn. It's not just them, though. It's the same thing with Popovich and, and Steve Kerr. Yeah. So let's be clear about it. Like, yeah. It, 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 but look, there's a fine line between, and I think we, we're allowed to just make our minds up on every single thing. Like, it doesn't have to be the same. It doesn't have to be always stick to sports. Yeah. It doesn't have to be always. But pick maybe pick your shots, right? So, like, if you're a baseball player and, like, you're really passionate about uh, voting rights, okay, voting rights. That's the thing you, that's like what you do in the off season. That's where your organization's money, that's where your efforts are going. You know what I mean? Like that's your thing. And, and like you can have multiple things, but like you can't be an expert on the entire realm of politics (laughs) just because you're an excellent basketball. It it, it also, it also sucks that LeBron's not changing anyone's mind 
on anything. You know right, what I mean? Right. People that agree with LeBron James were already going to agree with LeBron James. What LeBron James does here is take away a really solid distraction, which a lot of people want, like to not think about politics when they watch sports. That's what a lot of people use sports for. And he won't let them, dude. Like he won't let those people. He's not changing my mind about anything. Instead of just, you know what I mean, of course not. And in a really tough year, like shut up sometimes, bro. Yeah, sometimes wear just say like sweater. maybe maybe I don't uh, wear. Maybe sometimes like just be like, no, I don't really have a reaction to that. But instead, here's the quote from our guy LeBron. Listen to this thing. Quote: I have 300 plus kids at my school who need a voice, and I am their voice. I'm the wrong guy to go at. I do my homework. End quote. So, Ibrahimovic uh, wants them to stay out of politics, and LeBron says that the 300-plus kids that he should be credited with helping tremendously, like, obviously, at his school. Look at me. Ooh, but look at me. now he's their voice for politics, so these 300-plus kids really, really would be devastated if LeBron did not chime in on politics. Ridiculous, dude. Nobody Absolutely would ridiculous. that. Um, so... <laughs> I hate LeBron. Yeah. I hate LeBron I mean, more than anyone else. I, I don't hate LeBron. I just think, I mean, I think he's incredibly arrogant. Yeah, I've always thought He's the greatest player of all time. I, I, I don't think he's the greatest player of all time. I don't think so. I, but, I mean, you you change your mind on that seemingly every week. Let's talk about, uh, like. The let, GOAT. The GOAT? I think so. Kobe Bryant's not the GOAT, though, but they're trying to make him the exactly. logo. Exactly. That's, that's where I was getting at. What do you think about this, dude? I don't really have a strong take. I don't really care much about the logo. I would say this, though, like. It's not like Jerry West has been the logo for 12 years, 15 years. Like, it's been a long time, right? Yeah. So, like, things change, you know what I mean? Like, if they want to make it Kobe. But here's my thing. Is this the kind of thing that Kobe would have made fun of? Like, if you know what I mean? Or like, yeah. Why? Like, Michael Jordan's got to be sitting there like, uh, you know, obviously I'm not going to say anything about this, but, like, why all of a sudden is Kobe Bryant just surpassing, like, all these well, because he died. he died. Right, yeah, yeah. but I mean, like, Jerry West didn't die. When he yeah, he's still alive. Like, that's, not, that's true. It's not a prerequisite to being the logo. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know if that's what Kobe... I don't. I really don't think Kobe would have given a rat's ass. I really don't, I don't think, think Kobe would have wanted to be the logo, period. They would have asked him about it, and he would have been like, man, like, of all the things that I'm thinking about, like, it's not that. I'm worried about the Rockets yeah. on Tuesday night. Like that's Kobe's yeah, not gonna... Kyrie's a, a lot of people applauded Kyrie for his quotes on that. I thought they were kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't even see we had some Kyrie quotes. Uh, you week. didn't? I mean, he's probably second in LeBron to the most worthless quotes of all time. Oh well, but... he's, yeah, he studied under his under the King's tutelage. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with saying Black Kings built the league inherently. And that's what he said. Black King but he also It's objectively true. He's he also followed it up by saying, I don't care what anyone says. Like I don't it, it's just like He never has. Yeah, it's just like no shit, dude. You don't care what anybody says. It and uh like obviously there's gonna be some difference. A lot of people think that Michael Jordan should be the logo if you're gonna change it, which I think he probably should. You can't do the jump man, but there's a million silhouettes of Jordan. Like Yeah. And when most people think about basketball that aren't like hardcore basketball fans, the first player they think about is Michael Jordan, and, if and not LeBron James. There's a pretty famous Jordan logo already. Yeah. Right? So, like, it's, if you're going to go that route, I would say, like, we need to know what Michael Jordan thinks about this, right? Don't we need yeah. to know what Kareem thinks about this and Wilt? Yeah. Like, do, or, don't we need to know what Bill Russell thinks about yeah. some of this stuff? Like, doesn't it matter? Instead, we're getting takes from, like, 
Kendrick Perkins and Paul Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> and all these people, Jay Williams uh, and Keyshawn Johnson were going at it uh, last week about this thing. And it's just like, man, the only people that should have an opinion on this or like should have an actual say in who the logo is, is like a very short list. The yeah. top five or six living players. Yep. Poor Kyrie Irving, dude. Uh, never, never a, poor Kyrie Irving. He was such a, He's overcome so much in his uh, 26 years in this earth, dude. The NBA is nuts, though. Adam Silver with his Top Shot thing. Are you in on this? Are you in on Top Shot? I've, dude, like, I've heard about it. I'm not in on it yet, and I'm like, I'm kind of terrified to get in. Like, I almost, I'm almost scared, more scared to get in that than I am in like stocks. And I stuff. would never get into this thing, but like, I, I've slowly started to understand it to the extent that you can understand it because yeah. most of the people in it that I've heard talk about it don't they get to a certain point of explaining what it is and then you can tell there's a block there like yeah not quite sure from there well all right not like real so, money so I'll flame it I'll I'll frame it for the listener a little bit here Top Shot is basically like buying an online trading card you own a pack moment of, yeah pack yeah. of cards yeah yeah you own a moment that that player had and, and you can scroll like you can post that clip on Top Shot, like you can go and see under, let's say Travis. Travis, if you own, yeah. If you own Kyrie's shot or whatever, you'll play that clip. Where a lot of people like can't really grasp it is that you can just go to YouTube and play that clip anyway. Right. But you don't. You don't own the clip. You own that moment, and you also see like Kyrie's stats and everything. And it trades like a stock market almost. It has a, a it has a serial number like each one like you own it just like yeah. if you're holding a baseball card in your hand and you trade your rookie Chipper Jones for a rookie Barry Bonds or something you know what I mean yeah like it's an exchange of moments and like gifts basically essentially is what they yeah. are and it's the, nuts. What's terrifying about are it waiting is waiting in line like for hours. What's terrifying about it is is that these things are at an all time high right now because they're at like, like the people are just hearing about them right and like there's a a little bit of a craze about it, but these things only have as much value as they're like traded on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no intrinsic value to back it up, as opposed to like a stock market where an actual company makes actual money. What's interesting with you this? Know what so, I mean? Yeah, but this is like so the NBA is behind this. Like, yeah, a you know multi-billion dollar corporation yeah is. but it's a relatively and they're, and they're doing it's it. an extremely new idea like, right for sure and it's a way to like it's generating a ton yeah a ton of attention i people would say made, revenue somehow like you people know, have made directly. millions of dollars on it but what's going to happen when it goes like uh like I, I don't know what were those little like plush collectible bears back in the day that we all had like we were like these things are going to be worth millions um, beanie beanie babies What's going to happen in beanie 20 bears. years? Beanie, uh, whatever. No. Beanie bear. Whatever they were, dude. Baby be- No, it's beanie something. It doesn't matter. Here, here's the, here's my point. What happens in 20 years when people have millions of dollars invested in this? And in 20, like, just the overall product, people care about it as much as they do beanie babies right now. You know what I mean? People are going to lose millions of dollars. Beanie babies. And there needs to be some kind of, like, disclaimer, like... You know, I don't think people understand it as well as they think they do. You ever wonder about stuff like this and like think about like, what if I tried to explain this to my mother? Oh or God! Like to, like, I already have tried to explain how, this to pops. How? But no, like like someone really removed. I guess Armand's not even a good example. Yeah. Like just like someone really removed from sports, no idea what any of it is. <laughs> Imagine trying to explain Top Shot to them. Call Bewley Oaks Home Improvement in Savannah today. 
and tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you. If you need anything done at your house, interior, exterior, the roof, the floor, uh, the walls even, Spencer, maybe even the garage, bathrooms, anything, uh, plumbing, electricity, you need some jokes, maybe a song and dance, Tony and Bewley Oaks Home Improvement can do it for you. Call and ask for Tony today, 912-667-5235. That's 912-667-5235. All right, welcome back to the Hot Grits Podcast, episode 54. Spencer, we're going to try to come with a little bit more juice yeah, yeah, yeah. on this half. Look, we're coming off that bowling loss. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not everyone is a homer, but this portion, I'm hoping, will be uh, a little bit spicier, what do you think? Yeah, it's real spicy, dude. So we'll start with something incredibly spicy, the NCAA, and a contingency plan for COVID-19 for March Madness. Uh, we won't spend too long on it, Spencer. The gist of it is this. Selection Sunday, March 14th, uh, will be the field is announced on that Sunday around 6 p.m. Right. For the next 48 hours after that announcement, there will be a group of teams, four teams, that will serve as standby teams. In other words, in that 48-hour period, if a team in the field can't play because of COVID, the top uh, t- like left the top leftover. Team yeah, the the, the first four out will they be would, the. Yeah, they would replace whoever, whichever team gets COVID. Which is what's crazy about it is what you were telling me is they it, say a one seed can't play, then they'll replace right. them with a terrible or not a terrible team, but a team that would be left out of the tournament originally, right? Yeah, so like a a bubble team, or usually a bubble team would be around a twelve seed, right? Because you have the automatic qualifiers. Right. Uh, so, like the the winner of the worst conference, so thirteen through sixteen, usually right would be like teams s- like that, like the winner of Savannah State's conference or the like smaller conferences that have champion winners. So, but now we're looking at let's say a sixteen seed, um, let's call it North Carolina Central, is set to play Gonzaga, and North Carolina Central can't play because of COVID. Now you're looking at Gonzaga possibly playing a team like, say, Duke. Yeah. Who's on the bubble. Duke as a 16 seed. Incredible. Or, say, Gonzaga comes down. Yeah. With COVID. Now Duke's a one seed. And they didn't earn it. They went all year. And now they're a one seed. They legitimately just got lucky. It makes for. I don't. I don't know how you feel about this. This March Madness, like this year. How do you Uh, feel about one of those four standby teams? Yeah. That's like being the the dude that. uh, you almost have a better chance to win it if you're a bad team and you're left off than you do if you're a good team and slotted in in the tenth seed, right? Like you, because yeah. you get that chance of like maybe having a better matchup than you would previously. You're pretty much simping for the NCAA tur- for the NCAA tournament because you're you're basically letting uh, a girl that you're in love with, you know that she's just using you and she knows that she can do whatever she wants because you're in love with her, and so you're basically just like, yeah, I'll be here, you know. You know, I don't have to play, but but if somebody gets COVID, yeah, I'll do that. Whatever you want, oh, sure. Dude. But in the meantime, you're just like the other sixty five teams are dancing. Everybody else is dancing. They're <laughs> just waiting, hoping that somebody else gets COVID. Dude, it's weird. That's awful. And uh, anytime like anyone gets referred to it as a simp, as a simp, that's like the most cringeworthy insult to come out of the past five years. Like, 
Yeah. That's tough, dude. And everyone knows a guy like that. Uh, what do you, what do you think about Duke's chances like going in now that, I mean, they picked up a little bit of steam. Like, do you think they're going to make the play a, a lot of like, I don't know. There's, like, a, there's so many Duke fans, dude. It, like, it's tough for me not to get excited about, or it's tough for me to get excited about March Madness when they're not in it. I will say, leading up to March Madness, I didn't think I was going to be into it at all, and now I'm kind of like looking forward to it weirdly. I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to the brackets, and and, and I've watched, started watching more college basketball in the last few weeks, but like yeah. I don't know if Duke's going to make it or not, but I, I find myself not caring about that. Like North Carolina, the team that I've always rooted for, is not good. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, they might not make the tournament. They're probably not making the tournament, but that doesn't really affect my excitement level. My excitement really? level is always with the bracket. Yeah. Itself, the actual bracket. And, and getting to fill out a bracket is always fun. Like And tracking it and trying to win it. Like, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. But usually, like, I'm pretty well-versed in college basketball because I'm obsessed, you know, with sports, obviously. But, like, this year, I don't think it's too difficult. You don't have to watch too often to see that it's – in whatever order you want, Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, right? Everybody else, yeah. So, and Baylor did just take like a pretty big loss to Kansas. I mean, I, I don't. When you yeah. say big loss, they were undefeated beforehand. They had to lose at some point, right? But yeah, I mean, if you're just like tiering the teams, like it used at, at the beginning, it was just Gonzaga. Then it was Gonzaga, Baylor. I think Michigan's clearly worked its way in there. Yeah, Ohio State's good. The Big Ten is loaded, right? The Big Ten is loaded. Uh, so selection Sunday, March fourteenth, we'll obviously go real in depth with that. We'll have a bracket challenge again, thanks to our guy Johnny Carr. Uh, you guys know him and love him, the real MVP of Savannah Real Estate. Call John Carr Real Estate today nine one two 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 eight zero nine one six. We had Johnny Carr's beautiful mug up on a sign at the bowling alley uh, for Coach's Corner. John's the man. Uh, hit him up today. Yeah, uh, that was so- awesome with John. Spinny, let's talk about uh, the weird thing on the PGA Tour where everyone acted like Tiger Woods was actually dead. Yeah, super weird, dude. I mean, I, I thought it was like touching the all all the red shirts out there. Like, it, we kind of thought they might do something like that, right? Like, well, I thought it was gonna. Be, I was excited. I was like, oh, that's cool. And like everyone else, like that's nice. And like, but then I like thought about it for a minute, and as I was watching it, and, and we were obviously bowling, but like I I watched a, a lot of the tournament last Sunday night want to rewatch and as you're watching it it just becomes like really weird like a tiger little, woods is still here a little bizarre he's it's almost here. like yeah it's you almost like I mean? r.i.p tiger you're always in my thoughts and prayers homie but he's right he just got out of surgery bro and he's lucid he's tweeting well and they're wearing like you're not it's not like they're wearing like a little pin that says tw or something like, yeah you're just wearing the same colors that he wears like it looked like a bunch of tigers the red and black hat and like yeah, Max Homa obviously couldn't do it. Yeah, but we won't go into that. That that's a funny story about a a guy that's obsessed with Tiger Woods and a fanatic, always been a fan of Tiger Woods, Max Homa, and then he he doesn't pack a red shirt. Who won the tournament? Do we ca- do we care? Like no, Tiger Tiger's not playing. It's a, yeah. the Little Caesars Open. I mean, nobody yeah. cares about it. But uh, <laughs> Colin Morikawa won. Okay. Um. Yeah. So he probably won like a really big check that. 250 bucks. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe some uh, free crazy bread. Um, something like that. I, I just thought like that there's no chance that Tiger would acknowledge it. And not only that, he tweeted that, uh, you know, he, he, the, the fans and the players didn't know how much it meant to him and how much it's helping. Yeah. Him. <sighs> it just sucks, dude. He's not going to play again. You don't think? No. You think there's no chance? 
I'm never like I'm not counting Tiger Woods out, dude. I'm not. I've learned that before. So I mean, I don't. I don't think there's like a real shot of him breaking Jack's record anymore. I think that's pretty much gone. It's I over. think. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's super depressing. But I'll follow I think the he'll... big cat's lead, and so when I see tweets like that from him, it's just like, oh my god, he will follow never... the big cat's lead. I'll always follow the big cat, but it just... his response to that was just so normal for someone that's always so abnormal. Yeah. And, and locked in. I don't know. Sad. That's, I don't that's want super to sad, dude. Nice, you know? That's super sad. Uh, can, can I tell you something that might be sad for us in the podcast game? We're not going to run. We're not going to be scared. But yeah, Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen started a podcast, and uh, we're not scared at all. That you know, you may have heard of those two names. Yeah, They're kind of famous. Um, I think we could take them numbers I wise. Haven't like, checked our inbox. We're like, Dad, they have not reached out. Which is. Weird. I think a little disrespectful. A little weird, right? A little disrespectful. We haven't, I mean, you, you're you going to come into our turf. Like, you right. don't see us running for president. You don't see us putting out a platinum album, Bruce Springsteen, the boss. Or, you don't see us doing that. Yeah, while Obama's in the Rose Garden giving, uh, you know, a really touching speech, we don't hold a press conference next door. No. And, and outshine him. No. You know what I mean? We're, we don't get a parking spot closer than him. No. We do get a parking spot. Yeah, we of course equal, we get a parking spot. Do you think uh, you think they're going to release a bracket on Barack? And I mean, Barack always does his podcast, or not not his podcast. He always releases his bracket. You think they'll do a bracket on the podcast? Uh, I don't know. That's, I have no idea. Do you I mean, think they'll be... call it "Born in the USA" because <laughs> the the all the uh... show us your birth certificate. Yeah, <laughs> I was just kidding. Uh, you... That'll be really good. Uh, here's what I want to know: At what point can Bruce Springsteen? Start calling Barack Obama Barry or Bear. Ugh. Yeah, Bear. Ugh. That would make me so uncomfortable. <laughs> if we started hearing about like Barack Obama's like, like I'm trying to think about some of the worst stuff that we've talked about on here. And just like, what if Barack Obama told his story about like the way he feels about Dan Quinn? Yeah. Or like, <laughs> like when, when he has something crazy happen to him at a bar. Does he just talk about it openly with fake names? That could be cool as shit, dude. I mean, Brock doesn't... Uh, is there anyone more like... What's the word here? What's the word I'm searching for? No clue. Seems like he's such a genuinely good guy, but he's like so polarizing because of his politics. You know what I mean? Like, is there any more, any, anyone more like political answer like we don't really know that much about him. We get like the cool side of Barack Obama. We get the the brackets like... He listens to Jay Z. He listens to Lil Wayne. I, I'd like to see like a deep dive into a politician like that and like see behind the curtain and see something they have to say. I don't know. I don't know your thoughts on it. Uh, I know that two things stuck out to me about Barry. Uh, first, <laughs> that whenever he gives interviews or he he would do like uh, a lot of roundtable stuff and like town hall uh, type stuff. I, I felt like like on HBO and sixty minutes. Yeah, he would always sit. Uh, a man can sit two ways in a chair, and there's one way that's sort of weird when a man crosses his leg sort of like a woman, like a knee over the top, you know what I mean? Yeah. Great radio here, but I'm showing you this. No, no, I think we all know. Yeah. And I've always thought he pulled it off. Yeah. He's weird. a very presidential. So that's my first takeaway, obviously. Yeah, yeah. important thing. You think he'll sit like that on the podcast? Yeah, I do. I think so, too. I do. I'm visualizing it right now, and I'm sitting, seeing him sitting next to Bruce Springsteen with his leg crossed, and I'm a little intimidated as a podcaster. I'm well, not gonna lie. I'm sure it'll come up whenever they send us their list of questions and like, you know, looking for advice for how to get into the podcast game. Uh, obviously, the first answer is to just start bashing 
Mike Fulton Evich over and over right. again. Right. That's worked for us. <laughs> Until he eventually gets DFA'd. So from the national stage, uh, your your brother and the Johnson Adams Smashers are yeah. playing a pretty pretty uh pretty big school this this upcoming week. Do you want to talk about that for a second? Well, we'll talk about it with Carl coming up. Okay, okay, on the okay. Bat, but but yeah, it's crazy. This Jabari Smith kid, and we'll, again, we'll talk about Sandy Creek and Johnson in the Elite Eight. My younger brother Michael uh, has a juggernaut to handle. Can I just tell you these scores real quick, Spencer? Yeah, yeah. First two rounds of the state playoffs. Listen to these scores that Sandy Creek won by to reach the Elite Eight. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. They won seventy-eight to fifty in round one. That's plus twenty-eight, right? Yep. In a high school game. In the Sweet 16, they won 95 to 37. Oh, good God. They won 95 to 37. Take the over. Um, so good Michael, Lord. Michael and, and uh, the Johnson coaching staff had their hands full. Um, and, you know. We'll be pulling for the hometown team. Uh, it doesn't look good, though. Does yeah. not look good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they stand a chance. We'll talk about <laughs> it more with Carl, though. Uh, I, I do. Want to touch on a couple more things, Spencer? And you just want to go like rapid fire? Yeah, yeah. Um, playoffs start today. Okay, for the NBA, the team in Atlanta, the Hawks. Right. Where would what would be their ceiling? Uh, we got to knock it down to an eight ceiling, eight seed ceiling. That's I'm dropping two spots, dude. That's pretty big for Dramatic. me. Yeah, biggest um, drop of biggest drop for you in Hawks playoff seed ceiling watch history. History. Uh, they Boom. are. Bad, dude. There's, I mean, there's no way around it. They have good players. They're a bad team. All the teams around them, they are better than, and they still can't seem to pick up any wins. It, it doesn't make sense. They play to, they are less than the sum of their parts. They're not coached well. They take terrible shots. They can't play in the fourth quarter. Um, I'm starting. Yes, I like to hear this, dude. You're coming. You're like, you're seeing the light. I feel like well, we finally I, are seeing the light. I, you you want to believe as a fan, dude. Like, I mean, I think you really do. And Trey Young's a star. And, like, John Collins is a star. Clint Capella has played like a star this year. Trey Young they, is a star, isn't he? They can't put it together, man. Sunday night against Miami in yet another loss. The Hawks' 20th of the season. They're 14 and 20 now. Trey Young, MVP candidate early on for Spencer. He was 3 of 14 with seven turnovers. Awful. That's, uh, Awful. that's your leader. Took a uh, took a thirty point. He was snubbed in the All Star game. He very clearly was. He took a thirty <laughs> foot shot with they didn't. The Hawks didn't score for three minutes. They were they were tied at I think ninety five ninety five. They had there was three and a half minutes left on the clock. The Hawks did not score until thirteen seconds left in the game. That's not, your ball game. Not good. That's your ball game. It's been the same story all year long. Somebody's got to go, man. Lloyd Pierce has got to go for sure. I think Travis Schlink should be on the hot seat as well, personally. He built this roster. Rajon Rondo has been terrible. Chris Dunn hasn't played a friggin' game. Bojan Bogdanovic, Bogdan Bogdanovic, excuse me, has, has, what has he played, nine games? Danilo Gallinari's played most of the games now, but he's been Gallinari's shitty. Gallinari's been soft. He's been awful. He's, he's been soft. Bruno gets no run ever. <laughs> they never get Bruno run. They were a 10-seed ceiling, and I locked him in forever as yeah. a 10-seed ceiling last time, and now I will... Do the unthinkable. And, like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to change from the 10 seed okay. and make it a 12 seed seal. Really? You're not going to into the lottery now? Yes. Yes, I am. Because, look, everyone that's that's defending the Hawks, and there are pieces of string that you can piece together. 
and make an argument here, okay? Let's use this piece of string and say, the Hawks' original plan starting five has only played uh, a crazy number. Yeah. 49 seconds together this year. And then you can start going down that path. They really haven't seen what they really could be if they could just get healthy. Um, That's a no-no because most of the games that they're losing that people are freaking out about, they should have won. Yeah. That's the point. It's not like you came in as a favorite and you lost. It's you're winning late. You're winning late. Bro, you know they've I mean? been good Third enough. Quarter, fourth quarter. Their starting lineup, the, the net rating has been good enough for them to be like the three seed. Like if if not the four seed, maybe the three seed. But they're they've that been... close to so that's the other string. Yeah. Is that oh, but they're only four or five games back from the three seed in the east. They're also only four or five games away from the bottom. Yeah. From the seller. Yep. My man. Like this thing could go into a bunch of different ways. They get Miami and Orlando before the all-star break. Get Miami again tomorrow night, uh, so Tuesday, and then I think later in the week Orlando, and then the All Star break. But uh, fourteen and twenty right now, they're a twelve seed. That's their absolute ceiling. If they finish, if they finish up over before the All Star break, uh, they might be one of the most disappointing teams in Atlanta history. Like just the first half, I, I can't think of a, a team. Teams last year's team was projected to be a lottery team. This year's team was projected to be a playoff team and possibly make some noise, and it has been nothing like that, bro. It's been terrible. You got to get Lloyd Pierce out of here, and I'm starting that train for sure. I was like, I defended this man to death multiple times. No more, sir. I didn't watch. So, I here. didn't watch last night, but how how was Bob Rathbun? Was he just still super happy and joyful? Bro, he he celebrated almost a Miami three. It sounded like he was like enthusiastic it, about probably because it was presented by Sports Authority USA. Or Dick Sporting Goods, or uh, Papa Lou, John's, or, dude. yeah. Or he gets really excited about Dunkin' Donuts ad read when they're down two with four to go. Yeah, like, Papa John's, swing by and garbage, yeah. bro. I wish Bob Rathman could just be locked in a room and then he's just forced to talk to a mic that no one ever hears the other end of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then him play back, like make him listen to his own self. Well, but really, what did the mic ever do to deserve that? That's yeah, bad for the mic. Um, I, I, Spencer, I was gonna tell you. A couple of bar stories, but I think I'm going to save the bar stories and instead leave you on this before we get to Carl. There was a guy at a bar okay. the other night, and, and he I said... I thought you were going to save the bar stories. This because... isn't a story. This is okay. just a, a quick oh, tidbit here. Oh, okay. I know where you're going with this. This guy was clearly sober. I walk into the bar. Don't know him. Never seen him. And the first thing, he looks over, two stools down. And says, man, you look just like Dansby Swanson. That's what he said to me. Mm-hmm. Dansby Dan's, Swanson, like... Also a, known as Dan's Bay. Famously good-looking bro that yeah. the ladies love. Yeah, he's also is the same person as Charlie Colbushin. I looked um, at him and I said, who sent you? <laughs> who told you to do that? So I think if with that headband on that you're rocking, and I, like, I can see it. I can kind of see it with the hair, the, you know, the headband. I think if you lined up you, Charlie Culberson, and Dansby Swanson, obviously Dansby Swanson would be the best looking of the three. And the, and and only this guy from the bar was the judge. Yeah, he would be like, which yeah, one's yeah. Travis? Dansby Swanson, most good looking. Charlie Culberson is like Costco version Dansby Swanson. You're like uh, Great Mart version Charlie Culberson at that point. I'll take that. Yeah, I mean that's not so bad. I'll take that. That, that guy probably gets laid every now and then. Utility man. Yeah, I mean. 
Char- oh, Charlie Coberson? Yeah, he's a utility man. Jack of all trades. I'd put you in like double A ball. You know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, you're starting to warm back up to be baseball guy again? You're, yeah, you're dude, I'm ready baseball. for baseball, man. I need some more content, dude. I need something to – just basketball is brutal. Well, it's tough to talk about just one sport all the time. You know what's easy to talk about, though? Anything with Carl Demasi. Anything yeah. with the coach because this guy gets after it. Um, all right, we're going to go to that now. We're going to end episode 54 with our talk with Carl Demasi, uh, one of the members of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Uh, we're going to talk a little high school basketball and see if we can rile Carl up a little bit. At Podcast Grits on Twitter, uh, Hot Grits on Instagram. How do they find you? They find me at Spencer Maddox underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore, man. I'm so pissed. I'm so sick of people forgetting that underscore. If you forget that underscore, yeah. I would be pissed. Bro, my followers are blowing up now. Uh, find us at the Hot Grits on Instagram. Trav, take us away. Correct. Five stars only on Apple. Please click that five stars. I know you're right there. You're right there next to it. You can just click those five stars. Do it. Until next time, stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace. All right. The title sponsor of the Hot Grits podcast is Coach's Corner in Savannah. If you're listening to HGP, you already know about Coach's. But just in case, 3016 East Victory Drive. Go over there. See John Henderson and those guys. Tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you. Spencer with March Madness coming up. Coach's Corner is the spot, bro. That's right, Trav. March Madness right around the corner. It's the best spot in Savannah to catch all those games. We already know March Madness is one of the most exciting events on the calendar. So don't miss your bar seat. Get your butt down there on Victory Drive. Dude, if you can find a bar seat at Coach's Corner during March Madness, that's one of the greatest pulls ever. Yeah. But even if you can't, they have a billion other seats. They got a billion TVs. Yep. I mean that seriously. One billion TVs at Coach's yeah. Corner. Look it so up. So many. And they've got so many flavors of wings. The best one is the Honey Dijon Barbecue. Tell them the Hot Grits Podcast sent you and head, head on down there today. Yeah. Find them on Facebook, Coach's Corner, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Our title sponsor, we vouch for them so you know they're legit. Coach's Corner in Savannah, 3016 East Victory Drive. All right, we're joined now by the one and only coach from the Coach and AD show on the Coach's Corner Sports Network, Coach Carl Damasi, uh, a local Savannah sports legend. Uh, a, a guy that <laughs> you're laughing already, Coach. You, you, you're hum, you're too humble. Welcome uh, to Every, the Hawker. Everybody's podcast. everybody's a legend in their own mind, Travis. The second the Masi on the podcast, we're not going to rank them. We're not going to put them in order. We're just saying, in terms of chronologically, the second the Masi <laughs> on the podcast after Russell, um, Carl. We, we want to talk to you about all these high school basketball games and, and as the season's winding down, how this season has gone. You as a coach. And then obviously running Prep Sports Report and being involved on that side and coaching Islands. It's an interesting perspective. So uh, I'll ask you questions about that. Spencer will ask you uh, more rapid fire, tough, difficult, um, really <laughs> life-changing questions. So, but I Life-changing. Wanna, yeah. So look, I want to start with this, Carl. Uh, this year, Savannah High School basketball, do you think it, that in terms of what we thought, the teams that were going to be left uh, – this far into the season, it's kind of gone as expected. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Like we have Johnson boys, Johnson girls. Uh, we have Richmond Hill and we have country day, which may be a bit of a surprise and I'm missing one Windsor forest. That's the other right. one. So kind of the teams we expected, right? 
Yeah, oh, definitely. We expected them uh, year in and year out. First of all, it's it's an honor and privilege, a privilege to be on the Hot Grids podcast. And remember, if it wasn't for this Demasi, you wouldn't have the first Demasi. So I just want you to remember that, you know, Very who's number one? Me, you know, but, uh, you know, right now he's 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 coached Demasi at Savannah State, but I am the coach. That's all I got to say. So but anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, uh, with COVID-19, the pandemic and being able to finish a football season, a volleyball season, cross country, whatever we did in the fall, and then come back and complete a winter season, which I think that was probably the most intriguing because of the way this COVID-19 virus works, that everybody's inside and we're close to each other. We're outside. We didn't have a lot of issues with football or, or volleyball, very, very small crowds, uh, cross country there outside. But, um, you know, the coaches had to um, – What's the word I'm looking for? Finagle uh, trying to stay away from dealing with this COVID-19. And there were some teams that got hit hard. There were some teams that weren't. I think every team, a lot of teams, not every team, but a lot of teams had to deal with it. I mean, I think the second or third week into the season, my team had to deal with it. We were, we were shut down back then. We were shut down for 14 days, no matter what. And now the protocols have changed where, you know, after five days, you get tested on the eighth day, you can come back. So it's changed a lot. But as a coach, uh, I think, Basketball is basketball, but outside of basketball, I mean, you worry about injuries, but you never worry about your whole team being affected. So, I mean, stopping play and waiting out the uh, quarantine was the smart thing to do because you didn't have a lot of band-aids. You didn't have a second or third team that could step up and be a first teamer. So uh, it was it was a lot. It was a juggling act. It was, you know, you had to finagle uh, kids that you, you weren't expecting to st- step up and, uh, you know, be a big part of the team and uh you know the kids the kids came through the coaches came through the fans were great masks and social distancing but we got through it now we're uh into the uh elite eight in georgia high school uh, state association we finished gaps uh habersham made it to the semifinal memorial day school st andrews made it to the elite eight and uh, the georgia independent schools association uh bethesda made it to the final four in skiza so yeah we, we we got we got where we had to get and uh you know shocked that Calvary girls didn't go a little further. That's the one I'm shocked at. Shocked that Savannah Country Day girls came on uh, at the end and with a lot of fire. Huh, no uh, Savannah Christian, no yes, yeah, Savannah Christian boys. I mean, that was a a good run over there by uh, you know Coach Walsh. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of good things happened this uh, basketball season. Yeah, Coach Robert Walsh at Savannah Christian and his assistant Jason Cheatham. Uh, hot grits fans will know Jason Cheatham, who was just electric in our college bowl pick him. He was like in the 99.9 percentile, collected a cool $150. Carl, Carl, I wanted to uh, tell the people listening to our podcast probably don't know this, but the beach girls are very similar to a lot of the blue bloods around here. They're pretty much a mainstay uh, in the elite eight, if not the final four and state title game. Uh, They were not allowed to play in the state playoffs because of a fight against savannah high uh easy to find online you can go to any outlet you want and and read about this but they're not allowed to go and as you just said a really difficult season you had to finagle you had to work and you had to do all this stuff to get here is it just like sad and and a bad story that they can't go or or is it wrong that they're not allowed to go to the state playoffs you know what i mean it's tough to to penalize them so harshly for one bad moment yeah, but that one bad moment cost them five or six players that would have been suspended for two games. So oh, I know, I know, but I'm so saying, you know, like, you if you're following, if you're playing by the rules, if you're playing by the rules, 
you know, they would have been missing at least half their team. And I, you know, I know it's, it's, uh, it's an unusual circumstance that happened, you know, three pointer and, uh, in front of, uh, you know, this, the, the beach bench and the beach jumps up and the Savannah girl reacts. And then one thing leads to another, uh, you know, uh, good segue there for a good song. Uh, so I know you guys, you guys are into your music here. Uh, but I mean, yes, it's sad. Yes, it's sad, but we have to stick to the rules. And you know what? I'm going to say, I feel bad for, for their, you know, the, the girls at the beach. I feel get bad for Olu Gordon, a good friend of mine. But you have to stick to the rules. And that's what Chatham County Board of Education and their athletic department did. They stuck yeah. to the rules. I mean, you're going to get into a fight. There's got to be some kind of, uh, you know, consequence. And it just how happened to be. It was the last game of the year. And, you know, you're out of the playoffs. I mean, you can apologize. And the, the beach girls did a great job on social media apologizing. But. It's just a little too late. I mean, y- y- your emotions started to flow, and you know, I- I'm a- I'm an old guy, so I can. You guys don't know what a transistor radio is, but uh, you know, listening to the Richmond Hill uh, game the other night and coming down to the end with North Atlanta and right. the coaches corralling those Richmond Hill kids not to get on the court, not to be involved, and they didn't lose anybody for the playoffs. So, well, see, that's what know, I mean. Like they were so only inches away. So, like if they would have came on the court, then by the rule. They'd be gone. So that's what I mean. Like, shouldn't we allow just a little bit of wiggle room and like account for circumstance? I don't know. I mean, I, I hear what you're okay, saying. Okay. Okay. Good, saying. good scenario here, Mr. Mr. Uh, uh, Janon, you get pulled over by a cop. Is it going to give you wiggle room? You, you, you were 14, 15, 16 miles know, over the speed limit. Is it going to give you a wiggle room? Yeah. One in a thousand. You're going to get a little wiggle room. I might talk my way out of it. <laughs> I don't know. I hear what you're I don't, saying. I, all I can say is I feel bad. I really do feel bad for those seniors on that beach bulldog team and the girls that worked hard all year, even the underclassmen. I feel bad for the coaching staff. But you know what? You have to draw the line and, you know, you have to make a stand. And, you know, of course, everybody's going to be, uh, you know, an armchair quarterback should they have been allowed to go and everything else. But, hey, we're not we're not up there sitting behind the desk making all those decisions. But the rules are the rules. So uh, I wish they were there because, you know, Johnson and Beach is, the, you know, the, the – those two uh, girls basketball teams are staples in the, in the uh, state playoffs. And, you know, here we go. we got Johnson going into the lead eight beach could be there. Right. Too. So, but they have to stuck. They, they stuck to the rules. They stuck to what they wanted uh, to get done. And uh, that's what happened. Uh, yeah. Whether it's right or wrong. Uh, I can't make that decision. I just think that the board of ed did what they had to do. And they felt that follow the rules, follow Georgia high school state association rules. Carl, I feel bad too. Uh, but I did want to ask you this. Do you believe in ghosts? Do I believe in goats? Uh, I'm going to say no. Why? Because I've never been or never seen a ghost. So if I haven't seen it, I haven't dealt with it. It's not there. I don't even think about it. No, I don't believe in ghosts. Very practical. Very practical. Carl Johnson uh, boys, number four in the state in class 3A. They are taking on a juggernaut in Sandy Creek. Uh, Tuesday night in Tyrone, Georgia, the metropolitan area of Tyrone, Georgia. Uh, they <laughs> are facing Johnson boys really good in their own right. Uh, I told Spencer on bef- before we had you on, I just read off the two scores for Sandy Creek um, and just let him know the winning margin. And he's sold already that Sandy Creek is the best team of all time. Just like me. Does Johnson have a shot you think in the elite eight? You can never count out. The Johnson Adams smashes you because you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about height. We're gonna talk about you know uh, give me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let me find Smith. my notes. 
Jabari Smith. We're going to talk about 25 points a game. He's six foot ten. As Kyle Sandy said, he might be six foot eleven on a good day. He he's a three point shooter from 19.9 inches. So you know, if you try to play him down low, I know we got a big uh, lineman that plays down low for the uh, Adam Smashes. Make him play a little physical, lead on him like Shaq used to do. I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm not counting Johnson out. I mean, Chuck Campbell is a scrappy guy. He's a scrappy coach. Johnson is scrappy and you, you know, it's one game. It's, it's like March Madness, the greatest, the greatest college, greatest college sport tournament in the world. It's one game and you're done. Anything can happen in one day. I mean, we went up and we played a very, very good Spencer high school. I didn't think, I thought they would make the run to the state championships. They lost by one point the next round. So, you know, anything can happen. You got a Mondre Bowles. I mean, so, uh, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put the Adams match here. Everybody says, "Oh, it's gonna be a 20, 30 point game." Uh, I think Johnson's gonna take this deep into the fourth quarter and gonna have a shot at it. And that, that's the old ball coach. And Chuck Campbell's gonna find a way to get his guys to believe in this. So, yeah, you can give me Jabari Smith, six foot ten, all world. Uh, you know, twenty three point nine points a game, and you know he's got a supporting cast that's gonna be with him. I mean, yeah, he made sixty nine out of one hundred sixty eight. Three pointers. Nice. That's a 40, 40, 41, 42% three point. But was he closely guarded? Was someone in his face? Me personally, I'd let him score his, let him score his 25, 30 points. Shut down the other guys. And that's going to be the key. Let him do what he's got to do. If you shut down the other four guys, you're in the game. And I, that's, I haven't talked to uh, Chuck Campbell. I know I hung out with your brother yesterday that you made him very proud, almost. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, he didn't give me any scoop. What? Johnson's going to try and do, but the Adam Smashers are going to be there to win. And, uh, you know, they got a lot to prove because nobody gives them any, any chance because they have, they're not as tall as Jabari Smith and the rest of the gang. So I think it's going to be a good game. I don't think Sandy Creek is the best team ever. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Jabari Smith is the Auburn commit and he is pretty much a lock to be a future professional player, but, oh, uh, but like, look, I think you're right. So, if so Johnson's, is Kwame Brown, buddy. So is Kwame Brown. Look what happened, if Johnson so. can be within 10, uh, it, you know, in the fourth or at least in the second half, then they'll they'll have given themselves a shot, right. and then you got to hope guys like Bowles um, step up in their senior year. Uh, Carl, you know, you know what? Before you go, you know what's really more impressive with the Sandy Creek team what's that? is they played thirty ga- they played thirty games in COVID nineteen. They re- yeah, and I think they played thirty games. I mean, Johnson's coming in with only seventeen games under their belt, and they had like two times they had to step back because of quarantine. 30 games, and that, that's amazing. That's that's the best stat I can take away from Sandy Creek right now. I know you well, and Spencer might believe that you got one better. Go ahead. Uh, in their in their last 12 games, uh, or I'm sorry, in their last eight games, Sandy Creek has an average win margin of plus 33.3. That's all the more reason to go with oh, the underdog. Come on, you, you're 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 an odds maker here. You're an odds maker here. You got you got to go with the underdog. You got to go with the underdog. I'm going. I'm going with Chucky. I think they're going to pull us out by three points. Carl, you're obviously <laughs> extremely knowledgeable, um, but there's one more. I think I have an even more pressing question. If you had one God, superpower, what would that superpower be? What superpower would that be? I, I mean, I mean, I come from East Rockway, New York. We're known as the uh, East Rockway High School Rocks. I'm going to go with the Granite Man. I just that that brute strength, that rocks, that rock uh, solid strength. I'm going with the Granite Man, or as we used to call him, the Rock Thing or the Thing. Interesting, very interesting. I, I don't think uh, I don't think uh, most people would pick that. That's uh, I like the backstory with it That's too. Awesome. 
I've got one more, uh, like, this one's a tough one, all right? Prepare yourself. You got to pick between Russ or Dom. Who's your favorite son? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you know what? You guys are going to hate on me for the rest of my life. I love them both. They're both number one in my heart. Ooh. So I can't, I, I can't. I am not picking between any of them. They both are two young men that have made this old man very proud. Uh, you know, Russell getting to Georgia Southern, earning the scholarship uh, his senior year, oh, walk on, never tall. got any credit. And I got to go with Dom making it to AAA. I mean, they both, they're both two different kids. And you know what? I'm not separating. They're both my boys, and my boys did very well. And I'm proud of them. There's no number one. Now, you want to ask me who's number one in the family? The wife. I mean, she wears the pants in the family. There what, you what go. You There's the heat. There's smart, the heat. Smart, <laughs> smart man. Smart man. Veteran move. Uh, Carl, you, you, we were talking about Johnson earlier, and we obviously just talked about the Johnson boys. Um, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to two-part this question, all right? It, go ahead. Are you more impressed by Brandon Lindsay at – Johnson girls basketball and what he's done with basically seven players all season. Right. Or are you more impressed that Windsor forest has maneuvered even the strangest of COVID uh, seasons? Um, and I won't you know get into all the specifics, but let's just say that Windsor could not find its way out of contact tracing either from their own doing or from schools that are playing. And they were out for literally an entire month, Spencer, no games. Sheesh. And they're back in the elite eight. Which one's more surprising to you, Carl? Well, uh, uh, you know what what Brandon Lindsay has done over there with the the uh, seven eight girls is simply amazing. I mean, I mean, how do you win with seven eight girls, and how are you going to go this deep? And that that's what's going to be maybe the problem. I think this weekend, or well, not this weekend. Sorry, let me take that back. I think that might be the problem when they face uh, Great Atlantic Christian on Wednesday night. Uh, or was it Tuesday night? Yeah, Wednesday night. The boys are playing Tuesday night. Yeah. So um, I think the lack of death and what he had to do, I mean, he, you know, he, he I mean, you're talking Hankinson, uh, you're talking Hamilton, you're talking Williams. I mean, he's got a three-headed dragon there, and uh, not many teams can do that. So if those three girls could stay on the court like he had them on, up for, you know, whatever amount of games they played this year, he's done a great job. I mean, he was like a magician. Like you said, you know, in your article, I mean, this man could probably coach uh, his team uh, out of a, uh, a brown bag because they're so, they're, you know, he's just done a phenomenal job. Now, Windsor Forest, you know, Aaron Clark has gone through a lot of tragedy with this COVID-19, and he yeah. he, hand, he handles it in stride. And I know the Knights have only played, what, 14 games. And uh, what he's done with what he's gone through is another amazing story. So they're, they're both pretty impressive what they've done. What Lindsay's done with those seven, eight girls and what – uh, Aaron Clark has done with his life and how he's dealt with this whole COVID-19 thing. I mean, they just don't, but they both done great jobs. Uh, Carl, when, I, when I'm in gyms, I, I notice a bunch of weird stuff. My younger brother always tells me like, you're the only one that would even ask that question. And, and I, I've noticed this season, I don't know why this season, some gyms uh, across the city hang banners for region championships or back in the day, for city championships other gyms only have state titles those are the only banners they hang you at islands if you want a region title and or a state title like would you hang a region title banner if if that was an option 
I, I, yeah, I think I think the the kids, not me personally. I think the kids deserve it. I mean, me too. And I'm not, you know, me. I'm not blowing my own bubble here. We have one banner hanging in the gym, uh, which is the boys uh, team that I coached two years ago. The parents bought that banner and they asked to have it put up. I mean, our wrestling team under Jason Krieger. I mean, we could put fifty banners up there if they would let us. So, you know, that's that, that, it, it. It all depends on what the school believes in. And uh, right now. At Islands High School, I mean, we're going to have a shot. I mean, we had a region softball championship. We had a region uh, regular season region championship with the girls for the first time in school history. Hey, softball. Our guy Brandon Collins in baseball too, no? No, I, well, you know, I think baseball's gone a little farther with Nick Pugh. So, you know, uh, Nick Pugh, I think, took them to Elite Eight. So there's a lot of reasons to put banners up there, just like why do some schools have a wall of fame and other schools don't? Oh, so, you know, it slam, all, it all depends, Brandon. It all depends on what the school believes in. I mean, uh, you know, you walk into Jenkins gym and you got the man that came back and uh, beat up on, uh, well, he didn't beat up New Hampshire. He just made sure he won uh, Bakari Bryant. I mean, you walk in that gym, he's staring you right in the face. So it all depends what your school believes in at the time it's happening. Yeah, I lost some so, coin on that game. You I, lost the coin on it? I said I lost some <laughs> coin on Bakari. I can't believe they won. I was telling Spencer about uh, them. That's Darty County that beat New Hampshire. Spencer, did you have a tough, hard-hitting question? Yeah, I got, I got, I got at least one more. Are you pro-globe, Carl? Am I what? Pro Duran Avenue Globe, the most pressing issue that's facing Savannah today. That's that's iconic. How could you get rid of that globe? Exactly. That's the correct. I mean, I, I, but what, what bothers me is is the hurricane still going backwards. That that was that was unique. That's that's a collector's item. Exactly. Or did they fix it? They got it going the right way. Carl, I want to close with um, probably the. Oh, most- you didn't answer my question. There is is a hurricane going the right way or the wrong way? Oh, we don't know. Oh, hopefully the wrong way. We want it to be as Come on, you guys are pro-globe. Even, even I knew it was going the wrong way. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold we're on. The one ha- we're the one holding listen, the banner. Listen, the globe and us, we don't have to def- – the globe knows. Yeah. Okay, we don't we, – <laughs> our actions have spoken for themselves. That globe ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Not while we're here. Carl, the most prestigious basketball program probably in the entire state is Savannah Country Day. My uh, alma mater. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Of course. This year, uh, they're in the Elite Eight, Carl, and they had a close game the other night. I was there covering it for you and Prep Sports Report. Um, I- I'll ask this. They have a chance still for a state title. Um, do you think that they will ever be able to win a state title uh, while the curse of not retiring my jersey is hanging over the program? They got a, they got a state title way back in 1969. You know what sport that is, right? Uh, football. Okay, good. I'm glad you, you, you're a Hornet alma mater. You better know that. Okay. Saunders, Who is that Bill, coach? Bill Saunders. There you go. Okay. You're on a roll right there. Hornet boy. Spencer, Spencer, I'm a steel trap over here. Like, just, oh, Spencer's throwing you the answers. No, I'm just, he's just looking at me like, he's looking at me super impressed. And I'm like, yo, anything. Well, Bill, Bill Saunders off the top. Yeah. I don't know anything about Calvary's history like that. Just, just remember, Spencer. Boston creams help you bowl, bowl, bowl better. But uh, we'll oh go yeah, you're welcome for that. By the way, yes, yes, I know. And uh, people don't know that I was also using your ball after you was thrown it. So, but anyway, that's where all my go, magic. Let's went go to that country game against Holy Innocence. Okay, uh, it's you know, uh, Demetrius Smith. Uh, you know, you're talking to a guy that has been coaching basketball now for 36 years. I had to take the two two years off to get my knees fixed. Okay. I am so impressed what he's done with that program. You know, I've said it in football, watching the football programs. I always said it was the little engine that could. The basketball team is the same way. You know, I got to I got to tell you this right now, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Jadon and Mr. Maddox, that Savannah Country Day 
as far as boys sports go, they're the Rodney Dangerfield of high school sports here in, in Georgia. I like they that. get no respect. They get no respect. <laughs> they're always in yeah. it. They're always they come to work. They're blue collar workers. That's and right. they always they always impress me that they never give up. And this team is that way. I mean, can you name one star besides Eric Brown? No, we're, we're not. That's not what country is about. You're right. We're hard hat, lunch pail, nine to five. Every day. I, mean, I don't know if you were so, trying to do a Rodney Dangerfield impression there, but that was like pretty good. I mean, that, that was like eight out of they 10. They get no respect. Just forget, forget yeah. you know, they get no respect, all right? But anyway, um, they're going to have to use Billy Baru this uh, t- tomorrow night or Wednesday night, but uh, we'll go to another story with that. But uh, you're going to face a good Holy Innocence team. They're well coached. Uh, you know, Holy Innocence is one of those programs that every everybody knows about. And, you know, doing some research and listening to Kyle Sandy, the key is can can Country Day handle the changing of the defenses? Uh, I don't know who the head coach's name up there, but I know he, from what Kyle was saying, they're going to play a one-three-one trap. They're going to go man-to-man. They're going to go two-three. They're going to go uh, three-two. Now uh, th- they believe in defense, and you know that's that's my motto. You know, offense wins uh, games, defense wins championships, and his holy innocence team. I mean, uh, they play some defense. I mean, they won the other night, forty-one thirty-five. I mean, uh, uh, so Savannah Country Day. Now, can they come in here and play that? I think it's going to play the Savannah Country Day's. Uh, advantage when you slow down a game and you, you keep it close because I coined them the other night when I was on uh, the WTOC sports podcast with uh, with Lindsey Goff. I said they're the cardiac kids. I mean, they've been coming on at the end, and you, you sit on the end, you see, are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? And next thing you know, they got the region title, and uh, you know they they've already won in the state playoffs. It's the biggest surprise right now, I think, in the Georgia High School State Association. Nobody thought Country Day could get this far. And you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm gonna not. I'm gonna call him the Hornet Magician. I'm gonna say the Hornet Magician, Demetrius Smith, gets this team past Holy Innocence on Wednesday night. Lock it in, baby. Final four bound. Spencer, you hear that? Yep, I hear that. Where's your, where's your Calvary boys? Nowhere to be found. Uh, nowhere to be found. They're playing baseball now. Yeah, they're 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 on the golf course somewhere. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Carl, you want to let everybody know, you and Chad, uh, Wednesday nights and Saturday mornings, we say it every week on this podcast, you guys are the only ones talking to the kinds of people you're talking to, you're the only ones asking the questions that y'all are asking about local sports and mostly local high school sports. So how would someone right now listening to this go watch uh, any of those? Well, you know, it's it's all on social media, you, you know, the Carl Demasi Sports Report on uh, Facebook. Uh, KD Sports Report on Twitter, uh, YouTube, Carl Demasi Sports Report on uh, on YouTube uh, channel. You also were on part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network, which, uh, you know, I, I got I twisted John's on to get you and part of that whole team and that whole crew. Uh, you can go to their Facebook page on Wednesday night and Saturday nights. And uh, believe me, he loves you guys. Uh, so keep it coming. He, he He's enjoying the Hot Grits podcast. He wants to know when you're going to put a little cheese in it. That's what he's waiting for. So, uh but uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, you know. I, I had ten year run on the radio. It just didn't work out because of COVID nineteen. And I said, well, I'm not going to let this thing die. I'm going to try and keep it going. And I just showed up at Coach's Corner and said, John, I'm going to do my show from the internet from now on. Do you mind me sitting back there in the sound garden? He said, No, go right ahead, Coach. It's all you. It's uh, a lot of fun. I love what you do. And it's you know, he, I, I'm like John Henderson, and just like you guys are, it's all local. That's that's my goal: local sports. Uh, supporting these kids a lot more, getting a lot more information out there about the kids. That's what it's all about. And way back in the year 2000, when I started the prep sports report magazine, uh, that's what it was all about. Just to get a little more info out there about the kids. And it just led one thing to another. And uh, 
from here I here I am every Friday morning on WTKS Bill Edwards show 1290 AM 97.7 I do a five minute recap of high school sports I've been doing it with him for over 19 18 years now so uh, Ooh, back of the baseball yeah. card yeah there, yeah, yeah. Nobody so works I've been, I've been doing it a long time it's a lot of fun and you know coming from New York the coaches don't realize that coming from New York you're lucky if you get one story every two years so you know to have this um to have this avenue where you can get out there as much as you can they don't know how lucky they are all they gotta do is pick up the phone and call people and people want to talk about them you are absolutely right coaches have they are not grateful for the can, can i, can I ask spencer one life life heartening question of course yes so what what's a hot dog is it a sandwich oh my god we knew we were, i knew i knew this was coming Carl. answer the question i'm prepared of course it's a sandwich. Of course okay, it's a why, sandwich. Why is it a sandwich? It's meat between bread. Just because there's an extra layer of bread that connects the two slices together doesn't mean it's not a sandwich. It's meat between bread. All right. Well, Travis, you got to get the ghost of Lord Sandwich and see what he thinks. Yeah. I've not decided on ghosts yet. If there are ghosts listening to this, I have not decided yet. <laughs> and Russ is going to hear this because Russ listens to almost every episode. Russ is going to hear this and he's going to know that you didn't pick him over him. I think he's going to be... A little bit disappointed because he's the eldest. And uh, going back to even like Abraham's times, that was you're supposed to pick the eldest. Ooh, nice reference. Yeah. Well, let him get off his uh, PlayStation uh, against those Madden defenses that he's working on every night. So burn, Russ. (laughs) Let's go. All right, Carl. Thanks, man. (laughs) Hey, guys, keep it up. And uh, guys, you played hard yesterday. You know, I still consider us the two varsity teams. We just got beat out by JV. You know, you played them 10 times, you beat them nine out of 10. But you know what? The Herb brothers. They had the luck of the Irish with them last night. They did. That's right. Short, oh, yeah. We're going to have short memories, though. Yeah. <laughs> Emphasis on Talk Irish. Talk to you guys later. I appreciate it. See you, Carl. Bye.